Hello and welcome to my first podcast. Everybody, let's clap. All right, so I'm going to be talking about the black student and the black institution and how philanthropic efforts have supported and impact the black community and black student excellence. So 50% of the black student borrowers report that their net worth is less than what they owe in student loan debt. 48% of black students on average owe 12% more than what they borrowed compared to their white peers. Black and African American students owe an average of 25000 more in loan debt. That makes me question who has been the main support of the black student and who's been supporting them through their academic careers and when did they all start? And how has philanthropy helped black students and what has changed between the past and the present in regards to black student excellence? But first we have to rewind, go back in history and really think about where the black students started. So during the antebellum period, slaves were a victim of anti-literacy laws. These laws were put in place to control the black population and help their education and their inspiration for freedom. These laws applied to both the enslaved and the freed black person. Anti-literacy laws were different in various southern states. Some states would have laws that include slaves and other freed persons, some just slaves. But regardless if it was some states or another state, you could still be whipped if you were caught teaching, reading, or writing. You could also be in prison or fined for teaching a slave or freed person if you were white. Needless to say, <laughs> the main force for who supported black education was the black population. They also had northern churches and missionaries as well to help support them. In 1775, the Fraternal Order of Prince Hall Masons was founded. This organization supported freed slaves through financial aid and scholarship. They continue today, actually, as National Agency for Service and Scholarship. But before the Civil War, there was no countrywide standard for the higher education system for black students. Although there were few higher education institutions for black students in the North, like the Institute for Colored Youth, which was founded in 1837, in Pennsylvania, it actually was the first higher education institution for black people. After it followed Lincoln University in Pennsylvania and Wilberforce University in Ohio. But it wasn't until the Civil War that free blacks started opening up schools everywhere, including the South. And then the literacy rate for black Americans at the Civil War rose from 20% in 1870 to almost 70% by 1910. But with all these schools and institutions opening up, who was funding them? The black education system obviously had burdens to bear as they were only fighting to provide opportunity, but also to maintain the ability to breathe, live, and exist. They found their funding through philanthropic efforts of community investment, the black church, white philanthropy, and Christian missionary societies. A couple of missionary societies that supported black higher education was the American Missionary Association, 
the Presbyterian Board of Missionary for the Freedmen, and the American Baptist Home Mission Society. It was through philanthropic contribution that institutions were able to be supported, built, to come about, and had helped create the Hampton Normal Agricultural Institute in Virginia. Hampton, who was regarded by Booker T. Washington, had created an institute to help teach manual labor and academic work. Hampton was the first to go out of his way to just teach black people and help their communities instead of focusing on the civilization of them. So it was during the Reconstruction era that white philanthropists were needed to help black institutions when the community pools fell short. And it wasn't until the Morrill Act that the federal government moved as an active participant in funding black institutions. Then it took the second Morrill Act to inspire a boom for the founding of black institutions as southern states weren't trying to be in support of black education still at that point. But because of that second Morrill Act, states that had racially segregated institutions had to provide a land-grant institution for black students when they opened up white-only schools. So black-serving scholarships and grants have created opportunities for education and social advancement for thousands and thousands of black students. The ability to educate oneself and learn more about who you are, your history, the world around you, has provided black students the ability to become philanthropists themselves. As the black community already donates the most out of all communities, it pushes black students to donate even more as giving back to where you came from is important. The support in black students in the black institution has manifested many accolades of the top 20 institutions for STEM education. Eight are HBCUs. And HBCUs have a higher rate of completion for college than the federal graduation rate. And HBCUs represent 3% of colleges and universities, but enroll 10% of African-American students, as well as 17% of the degrees awarded to African-American students. And all they needed was support, was financial support. And if we continue to fully support these institutions, we can help lessen the wealth gap and education gap by providing these students the ability to learn. The United Negro College Fund has supported more than 500,000 students to earn their college degree. The Thurgood Marshall College Fund helps support 260,000 students. And the Education is Freedom National Scholarship Program has served 7,033 students in the 2019 and 2020 school year by providing them informationals and programs to help them prepare for college and support them through their years. If we can keep providing to black students and honestly give them more, um, the race has been unfair since the beginning. 
and helping black students excel will help everyone excel because philanthropy has provided black students the ability to be educated when education wasn't intended for them.